A serious complication during childbirth where the uterus partially or entirely turns inside out is known as uterine conversion. This statement is false. A serious complication during childbirth where the uterus is partially or entirely turns inside out is known as uterine inversion. Let's get NCLEX ready! Hi, I'm Nurse Jojo, registered nurse and founder of Cutie Nurses. Join me as I break down the most difficult questions and share the tools that empowered over 1,500 students to crush the NCLEX exam. Each week, I'll share tips, reviews, along with a ton of resources to help you become a registered nurse and thrive. So step into the world of nursing with confidence at cutienurses.com start. Welcome to the ultimate challenge for future nurses heroes. Are you ready to test your maternity knowledge and sharpen your skills for the NCLEX? Dive into our series of 100 true or false questions designed to push your understanding to the next level. Grab your nose, take a deep breath, and let's embark on this exciting learning journey together. Whether you're a seasoned student or just starting out, these questions will not only prepare you for the NCLEX exam, but will also equip you with essential knowledge for your nursing career. Get ready, set, and let's conquer the world of maternity nursing. Statement 1. Eager sign is a probable sign of pregnancy. This statement is... True. Statement 2. Quickening is a probable sign of pregnancy. This statement is false. Quickening is a presumption pregnancy sign, which is the first perception of fetal movement by the pregnant individual. Statement 3. Gouda sign is the softening of the cervix. This statement is true. Statement 4. A noli gravida is a person who has been pregnant once. This statement is false. Noli gravida is a person who has never been pregnant. Statement 5. The client should be instructed to not lay down in a supine position, especially in the second and third trimesters to prevent supine hypotension. This statement is true. Statement 6. Rubella vaccine should be given during pregnancy. This statement is false. Rubella vaccine should not be given during pregnancy due to the risk of the live attenuated virus that can cross the placenta and affect the fetus. Statement 7. Hepatitis B vaccine is contraindicated during pregnancy. This statement is false. Hepatitis B vaccine can be given during pregnancy, but the client should speak with the provider first. Statement 8. Gestational diabetes mellitus greening is done at the initial prenatal visit. This statement is true. Statement 9. Non-stress test is done to determine the well-being of the fetus. This statement is true. Statement 10. Biophysical profile is an invasive assessment of the fetus. This statement is false. Biophysical profile is a non-invasive assessment of the fetus, and ultrasound and electronic fetal monitoring are done to assess for the fetal breathing movement, tone, heart rate, and amniotic fluid index. Statement 11. Amniocentesis is performed to detect the presence of amniotic fluid in vaginal secretion. This statement is False. To detect the presence of amniotic fluid in vaginal secretion, a nitrazine test is performed. 
Statement 12. The umbilical contains three arteries and one vein. This statement is false. The umbilical cord contains two arteries and one vein. Statement 13. An adolescent pregnancy is considered to be high risk. This statement is true. Statement 14. Nutrients, medication, and alcohol cannot pass through the placenta. This statement is false. Nutrients, medications, and alcohol can pass through the placenta. Statement 15. A reactive non-stress test indicates further evaluation of the fetus. This statement is false. Reactive is what you want because it indicates a healthy fetus. Statement 16. The nurse should expect a pregnant client in the first trimester to have a decrease in insulin dosage. This statement is true. Statement 17. The nurse should expect a pregnant client in the second trimester to have an increase in insulin dosage. This statement is true. Statement 18. The nurse should expect a pregnant client in the third trimester to have an increase in insulin dosage. This statement is true. Statement 19. Gestational diabetes cannot be treated by diet alone. This statement is false. Gestational diabetes can frequently be treated by diet alone. In some cases, insulin may be prescribed. Statement 20. Hepatitis can be transmitted across the placental barrier. This statement is true. Statement 21. H-E-L-L-P stands for hematuria, elevated liver enzyme, and low platelet count. This statement is false. H-E-L-L-P stands for hemolysis, elevated liver enzyme, and low platelet count. Statement 22. Painless, bright red vaginal bleeding is seen in abrupto placentae. This statement is false. Painless, bright red vaginal bleeding is seen in placenta previa. Statement 23. A pregnant client with gestational diabetes should avoid exercise. This statement is False. A pregnant client with gestational diabetes can exercise safely. Statement 24. Signs and symptoms of abrupto placentae include dark red vaginal bleeding and uterine pain and or tenderness. This statement is true. Statement 25. Presentation is the part of the fetus that enters the pelvic inlet first. This statement is true. Statement 26. Cephalic presentation is when the head is first. This statement is true again. Statement 27. The most common presentation is the breech presentation. This statement is false. The most common presentation is a cephalic presentation. Statement 28. Station is the measure of the fetus descending progression above or below the midplane from the presenting part to the ischial spine, which is measured in centimeters. This statement is true. Statement 29. Station zero is at the ischial spine. This statement is true. Statement 30. Minus station is below the ischial spine. This statement is false. Minus station is above the ischial spine. Statement 31. Plus station is below the ischial spine. This statement is true. Statement 32. 
Irregular contractions that do not have progression and lack of dilation indicates false labor. This statement is true. Statement 33. If the pregnant client walks around after experiencing contraction upon awakening and it goes away, this is false labor. This statement is true. Statement 34. Stage 2 is the longest stage of labor. This statement is false. Stage 1 is the longest stage of labor. Statement 35. Cervical dilation is 1 to 4 centimeters in the first stage of labor. This statement is true. Statement 36. Let laden, active, and transition are the three phases of the first stage of labor. This statement is true. Statement 37. The nurse understands that their pregnant client has completed stage 1 of labor when cervical dilation is complete and ready to start stage 2. This statement is true. Statement 38. The nurse should perform assessments every 30 minutes during the second stage of labor. This statement is false. The nurse should perform assessment every 5 minutes during the second stage of labor. Statement 39. Leopold's maneuver should be completed during the third stage of labor. This statement is false. Leopold's maneuver should be completed during the first stage of labor. Statement 40. The third stage of labor is the separation of placenta. This statement is true. Statement 41. The fourth stage of labor is physical recovery. This statement is true. Statement 42. The fifth stage of labor is breastfeeding. This statement is false. There's only four stages of labor. Statement 43. The nurse should assess for respiratory depression and aspiration if the pregnant client had general anesthesia. This statement is true. Statement 44. Oxytocin infusion should be discontinued if the uterine contraction frequency is less than five minutes. This statement is false. Oxytocin infusion should be discontinued if the uterine contraction frequently is less than two minutes or the fetus is in distress. Statement 45. The pregnant client is experiencing true labor when the contractions are increasing in duration and intensity. This statement is true. Statement 46. A visible umbilical cord through the vaginal is a prolapse umbilical cord. This statement is true. Statement 47. Vena cava syndrome is also known as supine hypotension and should be avoided by avoiding the supine position. This statement is true again. Statement 48. A prolonged and painful labor is called dystocia. This statement is true. Statement 49. If the dead fetus stays inside the uterus for longer than 3 to 4 weeks, the pregnant client can end up developing DIC, which is disseminated intravascular coagulation. The statement is sadly true. Statement 50. A serious complication during childbirth where the uterus partially or entirely turns inside out is known as uterine conversion. The statement is false. A serious complication during childbirth where the uterus is partially or entirely turned inside out is known as uterine inversion. 
Okay, how are you holding up? We're now at the halfway mark of our true or false maternity statement. This is a great moment to pause and take a deep breath. <sighs> Remember, each question is a step closer to acing your NCLEX and becoming the incredible nurse you're destined to be. If you're feeling overwhelmed, that's okay. It's all part of the journey. Take a second to stretch, hydrate, and give yourself a pat on the back for the progress that you have made so far. Ready to tackle the second half? Let's jump back in with renewed energy. Statement 51. The nurse should assess every client for potential depression during pregnancy and postpartum. The statement is true. Statement 52. Abdominal exercise will start immediately after a cesarean delivery. This statement is false. Abdominal exercise will start three to four weeks after an abdominal surgery to allow the incision to heal. Statement 53. The client with a newborn can live only up to two times the weight of her newborn for at least two weeks. This statement is false. The client with a newborn can live only up to the weight of her newborn for at least two weeks. Statement 54. The nurse should notify the obstetrician if the presence of clots in the lochia is noted to be larger than one centimeter during postpartum assessment. This statement is true. Statement 55. Ascultation in all four quadrants should be done after birth to assess the client's bowel sound return. This statement is true. Statement 56. An assessment of a soft uterus that is lacking tone and is not contracting properly after childbirth indicates uterine atony, or uterine atony, which is a serious complication. This statement is true. Statement 57. Inflammation or infection of the inner lining of the uterus is endometritis. This statement is true. Statement 58. I should be applied to the site when the client has signs and symptoms of mastitis. This statement is false. Heat should be applied to the site when the client has signs and symptoms of mastitis, which is the inflammation of the breast caused by an infection. Statement 59. If the client has thromboflavitis, the nurse should elevate the unaffected leg. This statement is false. If the client has thromboflavitis, the nurse should elevate the affected leg. Statement 60. If the client has thromboflavitis, the affected leg should be massaged for pain relief. This statement is false. If the client has thromboflavitis, the affected leg should never be massaged for pain relief. Statement 61. 8 to 10 liter per minute of oxygen should be administered to a client suspected of experiencing a pulmonary embolism. This statement is true. Statement 62. Mastitis is the infection of the bladder. This statement is false. Cystitis is the infection of the bladder. Statement 63. The APGAR score is assessed and recorded at 1 minute and 10 minutes after birth. This statement is false. The APGAR score is assessed and recorded at 1 minute and 5 minutes after birth. Statement 64. The five vital indicators of APGAR scoring are appearance, pulse, grimace, activity, and respiration. This statement is true. Statement 65. 
The newborn requires full resuscitation if the APGAR score is 8. The statement is false. APGAR score of 0 to 3 requires full resuscitation. Statement 66. Mongolian spots appear on the lumbar dorsal area and buttocks, which is a birthmark that does not disappear. The statement is false. Mongolian spots appear on the lumbar dorsal area and buttocks, which fades during the first couple years of life. Statement 67. Circumcision cannot be performed if the newborn is a preterm infant or until the newborn is healthy. The statement is true. Statement 68. If the nurse notices tremors in the newborn, the nurse must swaddle the newborn and check for hypothermia, hyperthermia, hypoglycemia, drug withdrawal, hypocalcemia, or other potential causes. The statement is true. Statement 69. The palmar reflex results in the newborn's finger closing around the object that provides pressure to the newborn's palm. The statement is true. Statement 70. Babinski's sign is the newborn opening the mouth as a reflex. This statement is false. Babinski's sign is also known as plantar reflex, in which the great toe will bend back and the other four toes will spread out like a fan. Statement 71. A preterm newborn is an infant that was born before 20 weeks of gestation. This statement is false. A preterm newborn is the birth of an infant prior to 37 weeks of gestation and greater than 20 weeks of gestation. Statement 72. Parents must be educated on allowing hospital staff with proper identification to take the newborn to prevent potential abduction. This statement is true. Statement 73. Surfactant replacement therapy should be administered to a newborn with respiratory distress syndrome. This statement is true. Statement 74. Live vaccines should be given to the newborn with parents that are HIV positive since the newborn is at risk for HIV infection. This statement is false. Live vaccines are not administered to the newborn with parents that are HIV positive until the newborn's HIV status has been confirmed. Statement 75. The parents understand newborn abduction prevention education when they state that they will not place the newborn's crib close to the door. This, this statement is true. Statement 76. Fetal alcohol syndrome is caused by alcohol consumption during pregnancy. This statement is true. Statement 77. Magnesium sulfate can be given for preeclampic clients to prevent seizures. This statement is true again. Statement 78. The antidote of magnesium sulfate is calcium gluconate. This statement is true. Statement 79. Oxytocin is given to delay the frequency and duration of uterine contraction. This statement is false. Oxytocin is given to increase the frequency and duration of uterine contraction. Statement 80. Signs of magnesium sulfate toxicity include respirations of 12 breaths per minute or less. This statement is true. Statement 81. If there is absent variability on the fetal heart monitor, the nurse must increase the oxytocin infusion. This statement is False. 
If there is absent variability on the fetal heart monitor, the nurse must stop the oxytocin infusion. Statement 82. The nurse must check the client's respiration before administering methylergonovine malleant. Sorry if I messed that up. <laughs> the statement is false. The nurse must check the client's blood pressure before administering methylergonovine malleant, which can cause hypertension, so it must not be given to a client with high blood pressure. Statement 83. A client that received a rubella vaccine should avoid pregnancy for three years. This statement is false. A client that received a rubella vaccine should avoid pregnancy for one to three months. Statement 84. To treat respiratory distress syndrome, lung surfactants are given to the premature newborn. This statement is true. Statement 85. Respiratory distress syndrome is caused by the inability to produce surfactant, which is commonly seen in premature infants. This statement is true. Statement 86. Naloxone is an opioid antagonist that is given for respiratory depression when an opioid analgesic has been prescribed to alleviate labor pains. This statement is true. Statement 87. Gestational diabetes occurs in pregnant clients with a history of diabetes mellitus. This statement is false. Gestational diabetes occurs in pregnant clients without a history of diabetes mellitus. Statement 88. A three-hour oral glucose tolerance test is done if the one-hour glucose challenge test is abnormal in order to determine gestational diabetes mellitus. This statement is true. Statement 89. High deform mole is a molar pregnancy that occurs in which an egg and sperm join improperly to create a non-cancerous tumor. This statement is true. Statement 90. Uterine evacuation is the intervention for a high data deformed mole. This statement is true. Statement 91. The most unfavorable pelvis for a successful labor in birth is the gynecoid pelvis. This statement is false. The most favorable pelvis for successful labor in birth is the gynecoid pelvis. Statement 92. The fetal heart rate is usually three to four times the maternal heart rate. This statement is false. The fetal heart rate is usually two times the maternal heart rate. Statement 93. The android pelvis is a narrow pelvic plane, which is not ideal for labor in delivery. This statement is true. Statement 94. Nolipara is someone who has not had a birth that occurred greater than 20 weeks of gestation. This statement is true. Were you paying attention earlier? Statement 95. Fundal height is evaluated to monitor fetal growth. This statement is true. Statement 96. The provider should be notified if the client is experiencing chill and fever after amniocentesis. This statement is true again. Statement 97. A fertilized egg growing outside of the uterus is known as an entopic pregnancy, which commonly occurs in the fallopian tube. This treatment is also true. Statement 98. The three types of placenta previa are total, partial, and quarter. This statement is false. The three types of placenta previa are total, partial, and marginal. Statement 99. 
Placenta completely covering the internal cervical os is total placenta previa. This statement is true. And last but not least, statement 100. The most infectious stage of syphilis is the secondary stage. This statement is false. The most infectious stage of syphilis is the primary stage. And there you have it. 100 true or false maternity nursing statements to prep you for the NCLEX. Feeling more prepared and knowledgeable? Remember, your nursing journey is just beginning. Keep pushing forward in your studies. Every challenge you conquer brings you closer to your nursing dreams. Stay driven. And remember, each step is a leap towards your future in nursing. So, craving more insight? Don't miss our upcoming videos for deeper dives into nursing topics. Hit like, share, and subscribe for your essential dose of nursing know-how. See you in the next video. And until then, keep learning and chasing your goal. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Want more tips and tricks for passing the NCLEX? Then be sure to check out cutienurses.com slash start. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. See you next week.